Welcome to the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Arav. And I'm your other co-host, Arsh. And today on the show, we have two topics to get to. We're going to start off by Deion Sanders, talking about Deion Sanders winning Sports Person of the Year in the Sports Illustrated magazine. We're going to talk about what that means and what he did to the Colorado football program to help them get to where they finished the season. Then we're going to do our weekly segment, Two Bros, Two Picks. Each of us is going to give you two guys we think are must-starts this week in fantasy football ahead of Week 13. As your team makes that playoff push and you need those starters, you need to find those gems on the waiver wire, we've got them for you. But let's start off with Deion Sanders. Arsh, what do you have to say about this? Yeah, I mean, this was crazy. Deion Sanders, his turnover in his first year uh, in Colorado, he's got some amazing recruits. He's got both of his sons playing for him. He's got Travis Hunter. He's been with him from the start, who really transcended the program. Without him, Deion Sanders would not be where he is right now as a college coach. And then he's got some other great recruits. He's just He just has four and five stars and three stars littered across his team. And it's because he's Coach Prime, which is exactly the guy that I would choose if I wanted a coach to win uh, Sports Center Player of the Year. I mean, it's got to be – if it's going to be a college coach, it's got to be a guy that has that charisma, that brings people in. Obviously, the only reason that he's getting this is because he's primetime, because of what he did in the NFL. But the fact of the matter is, whether he's a good – whether he's a good strategic coach or not, which he probably is based off of his success in the NFL and the success that he's had at his places – the fact of the matter is the things that he's been able to do to these football programs because of his name means that he has been very, very effective as a football coach. So I do like this, and I have an interesting question for you. I want to hear your take about it too, but I like this pick. Maybe I wouldn't have chosen him as Sports Center Player of the Year, but or, uh, Sports Player of the Year, Sports Person of the Year, but I really do like that he's getting his recognition for being as good as a recruiter and a college coach, at least, as he is right now. Yeah, so I think if you look at Deion Sanders winning this Sports Person of the Year award, obviously awarded to him by Sports Illustrated, I think that I agree with your reasoning, but I disagree that he should have won it. Now, if you look at all the people that could have won this award, you're you're talking about all the athletes in the world. Cristiano Ronaldo has a global inference. You can talk about tennis players. You can talk about, and it doesn't have to just be male too. It's sports person of the year. So it could be any female athletes as well. The U.S. women's national team obviously didn't do as well as they were supposed to, but they have tons of leaders on the team. Alex Morgan. Could have been, Megan could have been Aaron Matson too, who should have been exactly. in that conversation. Could have been Aaron Matson. Could have been someone in the NFL. It could have been all these different guys but they decided to give it to a college football coach in his first year at a program which was colorado university so i think that first off it's definitely the name and the recruiting that got him this award now if you look at the at, at the past two years like this year with colorado and last year before Deion sanders was a coach they have the same conference record so their conference is obviously pretty tough they have washington in it they have um oregon in it they have arizona all these, all these great teams are in their conference. So having the same conference record shows that they're against really steep competition. They're not able to perform well. And this year, remember, they have not beat a top 10 or 15 team at all this year. So they did not perform as high to expectations as they were supposed to when Deion Sanders moved to, from his coaching job at Jackson State to Colorado. Now, I think the reason he won this is if you look when he first came to Colorado, his message you have to earn your number. There's only nine single digits. All the best nine guys that put in the most work get to win the award, get to win the jersey number. You have to 
your the attitude when he walks into the meeting, the confidence and respect that he um that he yearns for in the program, all of that is what helped him win the award. And obviously the recruiting and name that came along with the Colorado organization. But now you see this year he did not perform well at all. And you have guys three five stars decommitting in the 2025 class already. And it's only been a couple of days since the season ended for the buffs. So I think that it's definitely the the message that helped them win the award, which is part of Sports Person of the Year. But I think if you look at uh, sports performance, he's not really in the conversation to be competitive for this award, in my opinion. Yeah, so let's move on to Two Brothers, Two Picks. This is our marquee segment where both of us pick two players. We both tell you these two players that you probably should be starting this week in, in fantasy football maybe even stashing for the weeks to come. We both know the playoffs are coming up. You need that depth because you've got a guy on by this week. You need that depth because there might be injuries. You need that depth because maybe someone dropped all their players into the waivers and someone in your league picked up all these good players, which happens in our league, so we've seen it happen. Uh, you need you need some better players from the waivers? We got you. So I'll start off with my first pick, and then I'll swing it to you, Arav. My first pick this week is going to be the wide receiver for uh, the Arizona Cardinals. It's Greg Dorch. He is 5'7 only, which is the one thing about him that is not big. But his game is big. He's rostered in only 22% of leagues in sleeper. He's an amazing receiver. He had such a great year last year in uh, his third year in the NFL uh, last two games, he's at 13.6 points. Last game, he had 11.7 points. He's had an incredible amount of targets, eight and nine in these past two games, respectively. He just caught a touchdown last game. And Michael Wilson, is he going to be out for this game? I think this guy could really be a great receiver next to Marquise Brown, who hasn't even been getting that much production with Greg Dorchin. He's a great receiver. He's got a quarterback that's finally getting back into the groove, throwing the football, and they've got a good receiver here. It's Greg Dorch, the wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, so my first pick is going to be a guy that's owned in 51% of leagues. Prior to last week, he was only owned in 46% of leagues. So his name is Josh Downs. He's a wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, And last week on paper did not look like a very good game. Five catches for 43 yards, but he had 9.3 fantasy points. But he had 13 targets in that game, which tied for the team lead with Michael Pittman. He had over a 35% target share in that game, which is unheard of. He and Michael Pittman are combining for over 70% target share for quarterback Gardner Minshew. They love throwing the ball. They're going to be down a lot. And this week, he gets the Tennessee Titans. Now, if you remember, he hasn't played the Tennessee Titans yet. But if you remember... Um, actually, he has, and he had 15.7 points in the first time. But that was a starting game of a streak in weeks five through eight, where he averaged, where he was the wide receiver nine in fantasy football. Wide receiver nine. He had 15.7 points, 13.1, 23.5, and 14.2. So that's the kind of production you're getting from this guy that you probably could get off the waivers in your league. And not to mention, he's fully healthy off of his injury played over 80% of the snaps. And like I said, in a very throw-heavy throw, throw offense. Um, And this week he gets a very good matchup against the Titans, like I said, 27th in wide receiver um points per game allowed, which means they allow the fifth most wide receiver points per game. So look for Josh Downs to be and the Indianapolis Colts offense to capitalize on that deficiency in the Tennessee secondary. And look for Josh Downs to be a guy that works in the slot. And if they try to lock down Michael Pittman, Josh Downs could get a lot of targets. He was looked at a lot in the goal line last week. So he's a guy that you should definitely be picking up at least starting at your flex. 
Yep, my next pick is Cade Otten, the tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's his second year in the league, and he's been having some pretty good games. He's had some great games this year. He's had six receptions in a game. He's got six targets, six targets, nine targets. Past couple games, he's the last six games, he's had six, six, nine, three, five, and four targets. Last week, he went four for 45. The week before, four for 49. The week before that, the week before that was six for 70 and two touchdowns. That's when he was one of the best tight ends in the league uh, for that game. He had 23 points. Look, the point is, Kadon is very, very good. And last week, he finished tied with Trey Palmer for the second in receptions on the team and with Chris Godwin for the same slotting and receiving yards. Look, I mean, this guy is getting the receiving yards. He's putting up the numbers with Chris Godwin. He's staying up there with Mike Evans. He's staying up there with these wide receivers in a pass-heavy offense. We both know that the most pass-heavy offense in the NFL is the Buccaneers. That's their playbook. They throw the ball and they throw it downfield, but they throw it to their tight ends. They've thrown it to O.J. Howard when he was there. They've thrown it to Kate Auden. They've thrown it to Gronk, Even Gronk when, he when he was there. there yeah. Even Gronk when he was there. I said O.J. Howard was also there before that. All of them. So the point is, they use their tight ends. And Baker loves his tight ends, too. He loved them in, in, with the Browns, too, as well, and at Oklahoma. So the ball is going to the tight ends. Kate Auden's a guy who's there. He's proven that he's been a great target. And with so many tight ends on by, why not pick this guy up? He's only rostered in a couple percent of leagues. He's rostered in about a third to a half percent of every league, a third to a half of everyone's leagues. He's probably statistically available in your league. Pick him up and start him at the tight end position if you need a tight end. That's where he's getting picked up the most right now. And I needed one this week. He's such a great option, and he's on most waivers. Yeah, so my second pick this week is going to be um, Devontae Parker. He's a wide receiver for the New England Patriots. Now, if you guys remember, Demario Douglas got hurt late in this game, who is the Patriots wide receiver one, targeted a lot by Mac Jones. And he is actually ruled out for this game with a head injury. Um, So he's not going to be playing. It's going to be Devontae Parker, probably the number one receiver. And the reason I say that is because Devontae Parker is the only other receiver on this team that got over. Actually, he is the only receiver that played 75% or more of the snaps last week. Demario Douglas played 44. Everyone else played below 50. And it's only been Devontae Parker that's consistently on the field. Not Juju, not Kendrick Bourne, not Tyquan Thornton, not even Demario Douglas last week. It's been strictly Devontae. Parker we know he's a deep field guy a downfield guy but now he's going to be looked at short and often by um by Bailey Zappi who's announced to be the starter and potentially Malik Cunningham who they have a couple plays designed for so look for Devontae Parker to get work in the slot look for him to be a downfield guy as well and if the Patriots are losing look for them to take shots to him so he's a really big boomer bust guy but I think this week as a wide receiver one for a team that needs to throw the ball to stay in the game I think he's a guy that you definitely should be looking at this week so my first pick is Josh Downs wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts and my second pick is Devontae Parker wide receiver for the New England Patriots and my first pick was Greg Dortch, the wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Second pick was tight end for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's K-Dot. Uh, 